Okay, the Teal Shirt Report coming at you. Episode show number 44. The Jaguars OTAs will be continuing uh, June 5th through June the 8th on the Evan Ingram front. Uh, Ingram and the Jags can continue to negotiate to reach a long-term deal until July the 17th. So... We'll see what happens with that. Otherwise, if they don't reach an agreement, Evan Ingram will have to play on the 2023 tag. He would play 2023 under the franchise tag. And then the Jags could not renegotiate a new deal with Evan, with Evan Ingram, with Evan Ingram until, let's see, till next year. So it looks like general manager Trent Bonke got his work cut out for him if he wants to renegotiate, or I should say just negotiate a new deal for Evan Ingram to have a longer deal other than, you know, the franchise tag deal that Ingram will have to play under if there's not a new deal uh, negotiated. Looks like the Jags have, um, through reports that I'm getting, the Jags have until July the 17th. I'm told from reports, if they don't get a new, you know, multi-year or long-term deal reached by July the 17th between Evan Ingram, tight end Evan Ingram and the Jacksonville Jaguars, Evan Ingram will be slated to play 2023 under the franchise tag and won't and the Jags and Ingram won't be able to negotiate a new contract until next year. So that's, you know, that's a key thing coming up. Training camp, the real training camp after the OTAs, which will, you know, come up a few days after the OTAs, are going to be critical. You got a lot of position groups, a lot of position groups where there's a lot of players. There's linebackers, plenty of running backs. Um, a lot of linebackers, as you know, the Jags, um, we didn't really see them drafting too many linebackers, but they did draft some. They drafted Tank Bigsby out of Auburn in the third round to compete with the other running backs. And it looks like Tank's big, Tank Bigsby has a shot at being the number two running back, I'm assuming, under uh, Travis Etienne. Two different backs, situational backs. I think Bigsby showed some good hands in some of the mini camps, so I think he's got a real good shot at being the number two guy. And you got Snoop Connor. Jamichael Hasty. Uh, you got the free agent they got from Cleveland. It's going to be interesting and entertaining. Training camp is is going to basically work it all out. You know the running back group, the linebackers. Um, you know wide receivers seem to be pretty set, but you know they still drafted a kid out of Penn State in the middle rounds, who I, I think his best hope would be to maybe he can show something and become the fourth wide receiver after the top three, which, you know, at this point, the wide receivers top three have got to be uh, wide receiver, Calvin Ridley, uh, wide receiver, Christian Kirk. And of course, Zay Jones, probably the number three guy, maybe the rookie from Penn state, the wide receiver could have a goal to break in there and beat one of the top four or five receivers training camp. will work all of that out. The Jaguars appear to be set at quarterback, obviously, with Trevor Lawrence, a starter. Um, C.J. Beathard, the backup. They got the kid that played Canadian football, maybe the third-string guy, but 
He may be headed toward the practice squad would be my guess. Training camp is going to be interested. Interesting. We, um, again, training camp is going to be interesting. We we're brought to you by Saucerility and Capital. I saw a picture of Larry the other day. He was at, uh, one of the Florida Gator, um, college baseball regional games, um, you know, the Gators beat Florida A&M three to nothing, but then they lost to Texas Tech five to four. We'll follow college baseball as well. The Gators still alive, but man, they lost to Texas Tech on Saturday, five to four close game, but now they're in the loser, losers bracket of the regional. They'll have to beat UConn. They'll have to beat UConn and Texas Tech to survive the college baseball regional in Gainesville, Florida. Saucerility and capital for your real estate needs, whether it's home, residential, business, commercial, real estate, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate. Saucerility and capital, you'll find uh, Saucerility and capital on our homepage. Scroll the homepage to our 24-7 North Florida weather information. You'll find a link for Saucerility and capital for your real estate needs, whether you're buying a home, selling a home, buying a second home. You want to get your property or perhaps the property, you know, the property that you're potentially buying evaluated saucer valuations. Um, Larry Saucer can handle that for you, too, with Saucerility and Capital. And they do evaluation service as well. Saucerility and Capital, obviously, they're, you know, they are actually uh, on our website at BigJReport.com. About midway through the weather report or at the end of one of the weather reports, you'll find a link for Saucerility and Capital for your real estate needs. Check out the website for Saucerility and Capital. LakeyFallHits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. They have hits, 2000s, Monday through Friday nights, rock Saturdays. Check them out. That's right. Check them out. LakeyFalla. LakeyFallHits.com, great internet radio. Where it's all good late at night. They have uh, actually have deep cuts, album tracks, unique songs late at night. And during bankers hours, very identifiable hits Monday through Friday from morning till afternoon. And then hits 2000s Monday through Friday nights and rock Saturdays as well. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're going to give you some of our thoughts on the SEC. It looks like it's going to be the final season of divisional play. They're going to scrap the divisions after the 2023 season. We got East and West in 2023, and then it looks like they're going to go to one big, long 16-team 16 16 super conference in 2024 where the top two teams uh, would play in the Southeastern Conference championship game. Um, it's I mean, it's quite interesting. We did our predictions on the last the last um, uh, podcast we did, episode show number 43. This is episode show number 44. Miles Jack wasn't down. We're doing a little comparison between Miles Jack and Trayvon Walker. They're, you know, uh, Miles Jack, when he was in Jacksonville, wore number 44. Trayvon Walker is now wearing number 44. Who ends up being the better player? Well, we got to hope Trayvon does because he was picked numero uno, number one overall. In, um, you know, the, the last draft, he came off a rookie season, which wasn't as good as I'm, I'm sure everybody would have liked. I think his role will be more defined by the coaching staff in 
2023, and I think he still has a chance to be a very, very good football player. How good? We don't know yet. Hope his role is more defined, and I'm not a big fan of him, you know, backing up into, you know, pass coverage. I see him more moving inside, taking on the guards and the, the offensive tackles of the opposing team. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're also brought to you by the Mad Max Mix, madmaxmix.weebly.com. Great. I mean, you're talking about a request show each Wednesday night, internet radio, internet radio Wednesday night music request show with Mad Max, 6 to 8 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock Eastern Time, the Mad Max Mix.weebly.com, and you'll find links on our on our website at bigjreport.com, bigjreport.com. We were talking about Evan Ingram a few moments ago. I hope they can get him re-signed. Seems like they're negotiating in somewhat good faith where, you know, both the player wants to be in Jacksonville but wants a good deal. And I think general manager Trent Baalke wants to make that happen if possible. Otherwise, you know, he's playing on the franchise tag in 2023 and the Jags, can't negotiate with Evan during the season and, you know, until, until next year, but they do have, as we mentioned, they still have this opportunity between the OTAs and training camp. Let's see the Jacksonville Jaguars and Ingram uh, can continue negotiations to reach a long-term deal until July 17th, according to reports we're getting. Um, if, if the deal, if a long-term or multi-year or new deal is not reached with a, you know, a regular new extension of a contract, um, Evan Ingram would play the 2023 season under the franchise tag and won't be able to negotiate the Jags and Evan will not be able to negotiate a new contract until next year. So I thought that was kind of worth, uh, talking about. And again, I mean, he's a big part of the offense. I know that uh, quarterback Trevor Lawrence wants him in Jacksonville. He's going to be here at least one more year as long as he's uh, playing. I, I don't, for his career, I don't see him sitting out on a franchise tag. I see him playing. He wants a new deal. The Jags would like to make a commitment. They want to be sure he's in the lineup and hopefully for long term. Salary cap, that's going to certainly coming to play. When we talked SEC predictions, you know, I, I told you guys on the last podcast that, hey, I think in the corner of my eye, I saw the Athlon book, the new Athlon book. So I'm not going to get into buying a lot of books. They are quite expensive. They are expensive books, as you know. Uh, I did invest in, it looks like I invest in a, in a Lindy's those things are about $11.99 in the United States. Good thing I'm not in Canada. They're $13.99 up in Canada. But I bought a book for $11.99. It's going to be my only book, The Lindy's. Now, what's kind of cool about The Lindy's book is right there on the front page, you know, it's got a Florida Gator, a FSU Seminole, a Miami Hurricane. They kind of localize it. I guess it's a Central Florida player also carrying the football. But I'm going to tell you that, Lindy's book is interesting from the standpoint. What jumps out at me, Lindy's has FSU at number six in the nation. Mike Norvell is a good coach. He's been gradually bringing that team together. Number six, I don't know. He may be two years away from that. 
but I think that's very attainable. A top, a top 10 um, preseason prediction that they finished really, really strong last year. What I'm seeing in the Lindy's in the top 10 is uh, Georgia number one overall again, Michigan number two, Ohio State three. What a battle in the Big Ten. Michigan two, Ohio State three, Alabama fourth, LSU fifth, Florida State sixth, Florida State, okay. Washington Huskies seventh from the good old Pac-12. You know, Florida has to go out to Utah to play the uh, two-time defending Pac-12 champions in Utah to open the season this year. They got Washington ranked seventh in the country, so Washington must have some players coming back. I think what's interesting last year when I followed the Pac-12 a little bit, man, they had three, four, five teams. They were tit for tat. I mean, they were beating each other um, left and right. One team would beat this team. A would beat B. Uh, C would beat A, uh, B would beat C. So they were beating, they were knocking off, knocking off each other. So in other words, what was happening in the Pac-12 last year, I I don't think there was a clear cut dominant team is what I'm trying to say. Even though Utah won the big games and that comes down to, I think, coaching. Utah's had a lot of really good talent for the last couple of years. Maybe they had lost some players going into this year because, Washington's a top 10 team, according to Lindy's, good old Lindy's. But, you know, with the NIL, think about this. With the NIL transfer portal, everything changing quickly and moving along and, you know, uh, conferences changing. Washington's uh, at number seven. You know, there's rumors about some of those teams from the Pac-12 even moving to the Big Ten. College football is up in the air, but we're going to follow it. I'm not basically too excited about some of the things going on in college football, but we're going to follow it at the Teal Shirt Report podcast and BigJReport.com. We did our predictions in episode 43, so if you missed that, go back and catch episode 43 and then jump back into this episode, episode show number 44. So Georgia was one in Lindy's, Michigan two, Ohio State three, Alabama four, LSU fifth. Florida State 6th in the nation, Washington Huskies 7th, Penn State Nittany Lions, the Jags, the Jaguars drafted a couple of Penn State Nittany Lions, a tight end strange. They drafted the wide receiver, what's his name, Parker, I believe, um, out of Penn State. Um, the guy I really liked that the Jaguars drafted was a kid out of Texas A&M, uh, Antonio Johnson, the uh, safety that fell to the fifth round. But the Jags got a couple of players out of Penn State, including the tight end, Brenton Strange, uh, out of the second round. But Penn State still ranked high up there. Lindy says Penn State is eighth. Texas is ninth. I heard through the grapevine that Arch Manning is there, of course, but probably won't be the starter. There's another guy playing better than him. So you got Texas ninth, USC tenth. That's kind of the top ten that jumped out at me. On the front cover, Lindy's, and yes, I did. I did buy the book. I did buy the book. So I've got the book. What's kind of cool about this Lindy's book? Uh, uh, they do have. There's a section in there. They, of course, they go over all the conferences as the conferences are now configured. But there's a section in there that actually has the bowl games listed. I thought that was kind of cool. So uh, Lindy's is the only book I'm grabbing. It's too expensive to buy every single book. There's some people that do. But I got the Lindy's book, and that's kind of what the top ten is in Lindy's in uh, college football. So we, we primarily cover the SEC. So you got 
in the top 10, you got three teams in there. You got Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Penn State, not in Lindy's top 10, but I'm sure they're going to be in the top 20 or 25 when you further go down their rankings, but we're not going to do you know all of that at this present time. So, so you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We do, heck, we appreciate you tuning in. We're going to take a look at North Florida Entertainment. I've got, uh, as you know, with this thing called uh, semi-pro football is real stuff. You know that, right? So we're going to take a look at uh, semi-pro football as well as the podcast continues, North Florida Entertainment and some other area sports as well. Keep it right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Episode show number 44 will be continuing. Stay tuned. Okay, we're going to continue along with episode show number 44, season number four of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Get caught up on the XFL season that just ended. Go to xfltoday.net. Check out that site, xfltoday.net. If you are looking to do some traveling, elegant time travel, and our good friend over there, D.D. McDermott, uh, give D.D. a call. See what he's got going on. I know he had been putting together a trip, and, and he puts together trips and uh, on nice coach buses and, you know, likes to have those continental breakfasts and things like that. or what, what uh, Free breakfast, I think is what it is. And uh, give D.D. a call. He'll give you the very latest on his trips that he's working on. Make sure you give D.D. McDermott a call. Give you Dee's phone number real quick. It's uh, 904. And as you know, Dee is, um, you know, he's actually right here in Jacksonville. Give Dee a call. Let me give you his exact phone number for Dee McDermott. It's a 904 number. What is it? 442 3810. 442 let me pull up his phone number again. Contact Dee McDermott. If you're interested in taking one of these trips that Dee's putting together, whether it's uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio coming up, or one of the other trips or projects that Dee's working on, give him a call and get an update. Call Dee McDermott, 904-442-3810. That is 904-442-3810. Dee McDermott is right here, of course in Jacksonville. We are going to take a look at uh, some semi-pro football action. We're also going to take a look at some stuff with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We were doing a little comparison um, concerning the Jaguars and the number 44. Since this is episode show number 44, let me, uh, let me pull up, pull out some of, pull up some of that information uh, that we do have when it's all said and done, who ends up the better Jaguars player wearing number 44, Miles Jack or Trayvon Walker? Thoughts? So we got people saying Chris Bowman says Trayvon will end up the better player. I think Joe Edenfield might have summed it up the best in our Facebook group. So far, Miles wasn't down, an early whistle away from the Super Bowl. Trayvon is in his first year or coming out of his first year and did not set the world on fire. But 
he showed potential. And that's very true. I think his role will be more defined. And this is my opinion of, of Trayvon. Uh, I think he's going to play a little bit more inside, challenging the, the guards and the tackles. Um, I told Chris Bowman, I said, you know, the, the hope is that Trayvon Walker ends up being the better player. He was drafted number one overall. Uh, Miles Jack is a player that actually fell to the second round, but you know, before some injury situations came up, what was it? Some, um, uh, but the injury he had at UCLA and he ended up playing a lot longer than I think a lot of people thought he would. And he had a good career in Jacksonville. He's very well thought of, I think by the fan base for the most part, not, you know, people look at the numbers and the play and not everybody w was always bowled over by Miles Jack, but Again, Joe Edenfield may have summed it up best. So far, Miles Jack wasn't down, an early whistle away from the Super Bowl. Trayvon is in his first year, coming out of his first year, did not set the world on fire, but he showed potential. So I like what Joe Edenfield says. I even wrote back to Joe, that's about the size of it all, Joe. You're right. Joe Edenfield kind of summed it up when we were comparing uh, number 44s. And so a lot of people were chiming in. Adam Mann said Walker is going to be the better player. Uh, let's see. Jesse Mon, Mon, Montalto said probably Walker. He said Miles Jack peaked quickly. And then you got Greg Tardif. Mr. Greg Tardif said, this was interesting what he said. Greg Tardif said uh, Jim Brown or a Heisman Trophy winner, Ernie Davis, as far as the Jaguars, <laughs> who gives – he used the yes word. He gives a start winning on a consistent basis. Boy, Greg Tardiff wants to win. And, you know, I have often, and I hate to say this, but a few years ago I was starting to think of the Jaguars as, a, as, of the, as the Vanderbilt of the NFL because we had a lot of losing seasons. Chris Bowman says Trayvon. I wrote back to Chris Bowman. That is the hope for sure, Chris. Uh, so that's some of what we – some of what we got on the, the commenting and that's still going on. That's a, a really a fresh post we've done just in the last day or so at the big J Facebook group, who will end up being the better number 44 miles, Jack miles, Jack wasn't down or Trayvon Walker. He's only played one year with the Jaguars. He's still potentially going to develop into really a good or very good football player or more is the hope of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's on our Facebook group, the bigjreport.com Facebook group as well. So we'll take a look at, uh, let's take a look at some semi-pro football scores uh, that we do have. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, you know, keeping up with uh, semi-pro football. Of course, we'll bring up uh, some of the scores from games that have, uh, just concluded here recently. Here we go. We got some some of the latest scores. Playoffs are get playoffs. Playoffs are developing in the spring semi semi pro football leagues, and it's now June. That means playoff time in some of these leagues in the world of semi pro football, the underworld, as some people say. In the underworld of semi pro football arena, indoor and outdoor football. Here's the report: semi pro football report, National Arena League, Jacksonville Sharks, fifty one. The West Texas Warbirds 45, a final. That game was played uh, just 
just this past uh, Saturday night, actually. The Jacksonville Sharks 51, the West Texas Warbirds 45, a final. Also in the National Arena League, the Fayetteville Mustangs 55, the Carolina, Carolina Cobras 37, a final on Saturday, June the 3rd of 2023. Indoor football back on June the 2nd, 2023, up in Columbus, Georgia. And this was two teams from two different leagues playing. The Columbus Georgia Lions 58, the Southern Steam 8, the final. APDFL playoffs, the Walton County Chiefs 20. The Alabama War Dogs, nothing. The final score, the game in this one, according to, you know, according to our good friend David Martin, who is a contributor uh, to Big J Report, he gave us a score. Walton County Chiefs 20, the Alabama War Dogs, nothing. A final game ended early due to not enough players being able to continue after a really bad injury in the game. The team was limited to begin with as far as players. But the Walden County Chiefs won 20 to nothing over the Alabama War Dogs. Uh, some other some other scores on Saturday, June the 3rd of 2023. Other APDFL playoff uh, games. Clarksville Chiefs 37. The Atlanta Tigers 18 the final. Crescent City Kings in Louisiana. Crescent City Kings 20. Lacombe Cardinals 8 a final on Saturday, June the 3rd of 2023. In the IAFLX playoffs, IAFLX playoffs, Alabama Chargers 34, Clayton County, Georgia Spartans 30 a final as the Alabama Chargers won that game. Also in the A in the IAFLX, that's a tough for me to say. Also in the IAFLX. The Alabama Force 12, Port City Vikings from Mobile 4, a final score on Saturday, June the 3rd of 2023. Uh, EAFL playoff action, Bold City Avengers did win. Bold City Avengers 14, the Northeast Georgia Wolverines 6. A uh, final score, congratulations to Paul Owens, part owner of the team. We, we got a photo that we shared in our Facebook group of Paul Owens and his wife, Channing Owens, they were pictured after the game very happy as the uh, Bold City Avengers still rolling along in the EAFL playoffs. That's right, in the the EAFL playoff action, Bold City Avengers 14, Northeast Georgia Wolverines 6, a final. Also in the EAFL, the Georgia Cobras, most of those players from Thomasville, they're from up around the Thomasville, Georgia area. Georgia Cobras 24, the Duval Raiders 14 as the Duval Raiders were eliminated. And that's a final score. Georgia Cobras 24, the Duval Raiders 14, a final on uh, Saturday, June the 3rd of 2023. We had some good photos that we shared in the Facebook group. Um, Photo of Paul Owens, part owner, player, and coach with the Bold City Avengers and his wife, Channing Owens. Great photo and great win for the Bold City Avengers in the EAFL playoffs. Plus, we had a scoreboard shot from David Martin gave this to a scoreboard shot of the Georgia Cobras 24-14 win over the Duval Raiders in the EAFL playoffs as well, in the EAFL playoffs as well. Special thanks to Big J Report contributor uh, David Martin on all his help rounding up the scores and information about these games uh, for us as well. Um, Bold City Avengers, you know, they won a couple of playoff games back-to-back. They won the previous week, Bold City Avengers 30, the Savannah Falcons 14. That kind of that kind of sums it up in, uh, you know, semi-pro football. 
We'll take a look at the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. They've been a little bit up and down, mostly down here lately. They came off a 20-4 to win over Charlotte after losing like three straight games to Charlotte. And now let's take a look where they're at now. They've got in a, a really tough series uh, this past week. We'll give you an update. They've been playing Durham. Uh, the Durham Bulls, one of the better franchises uh, throughout all of uh, minor league baseball. Let's take a look at the uh, June 3rd game, the Saturday, June 3rd game. Um, and check the scores. Jacksonville lost another one to Durham on Saturday, June the 3rd. The Durham Bulls 6, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp 2. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp have been in a shrimp tailspin you might say the jacksonville jumbo shrimp now 23 and 32 on the season they've had a tough stretch they've had they've they've had rough games they've had a rough time beating teams like the durham bulls who have a very good team traditionally they've had a tough time in beating the louisville bats and they quite frankly had a rough series most of that series uh, about a week ago with the uh, you know the charlotte knights so the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, 23 wins, 32 losses, and kind of struggling uh, now moving into June in AAA baseball. We'll talk North Florida Entertainment, any other area sports. That's all coming up as the Teal Shirt Report continues, episode show number 44. Hey, we'll be right back. Okay, we're trying to actually, you know, get our minutes down on the on the podcast, more episodes, shorter versions. I want to thank our executive producer, JC, for all of his help. We're trying to adhere to as much as we can as time allows. Although we do talk, JC, we love talking SEC football, as you know. I will say uh, we have a post on the website, and there's more stuff going up now. In the BigJReport.com Facebook group, I thought was, this was kind of interesting. Uh, we had a comparison in the BigJReport.com Facebook group talking about who would end up being the better Jacksonville Jaguars player who wore number 44. Would it be Miles Jack? And Miles Jack wasn't down. Or will it be the numero, the numero uno, number one overall draft pick of uh, 2022? Trayvon Walker out of the University of Georgia, moving into his second year with the Jaguars. Um, most people think most people think Trayvon Walker is going to be the better player. Now, Adam Mann started commenting in the, in the Facebook group. I'll mention as much of this as I'm able to here. Adam Mann said Walker. Walker would be the better player. And I wrote back to him, that is the hope for sure, especially where he was drafted at number one overall. Trayvon Walker for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He needs to become a dominant player. And the D.C. defensive coordinator needs to define his role better in 2023, I believe. That's what I said. I also went on to say, I believe I believe this coaching staff will do just that. Adam Manns went on to say, he answered me back and said, they need to put his big ass on the line. <laughs> Adam Mann said this. I didn't say this, but you go to our Facebook group and it's a lot of fun. Adam Mann said, Adam Mann said to me, Scott, 
Adam Mann said they need to put his big ass on the line, and that's that's it. You you got a you got one job: sack the quarterback or get the pressure. That's what Adam Manns is saying. I wrote back, hey, his role needs to be more defined for sure. So Adam Mann's quite definitive, quite boisterous in saying that uh, Trayvon Walker needs to get on the line. And, you know, I I do think he needs to play inside a little bit more. Probably as a big defensive end, taking on the tackles, the opposing team's offensive tackles and guards and pressuring the quarterback, getting to the quarterback and making some tackles, obviously. Obviously, as well. Man, we've had a lot of fun on this podcast. Uh, the Florida Gators did not make Lindy's top 10. Tennessee did not. I thought that was kind of fun to mention. And, you know, basically the teams they've got in there uh, in Lindy's top 10 are pretty stout teams. Alabama, well, they got Georgia, then Alabama, LSU. Those are the three SEC teams out of the top 10. They got Texas ninth. And Texas is going to be an SEC team a year from now in 2024. So that's kind of what Lindy's book looked like. We talked about that in a little bit more uh, detail earlier. That's a lot of fun, you know, when those books come out late spring, early summer, and I believe they're out now. I saw an Athlon in the corner of my eye at one store, but I did find Lindy's at another store. I like the top 10 on the front page. I said, I'm going to grab the Lindy's. I opened it up. I, I saw where they had a, a nice listing of the bowl schedule for later in the year. I said, yeah, I think this is the book I'm going to go with. And we're going to go with the Lindy's book for this year. I'm just buying one book. Now, you can buy as many, many books, obviously, as you want. We'll take a look at uh, North Florida Entertainment now. Boy, the Icemen had a great season. They finally succumbed in the playoffs in the second round, lost to the Florida Everblades four games to two. And they bowed out of the playoffs a couple of weeks ago. But my congratulations to Bob Arabolo, the Jacksonville Iceman ownership, management, coaches, and players on their best season in Jacksonville in the six years that they've now been in Duval. And basically, their North Florida's hockey team, the Jacksonville Iceman. Let us uh, now take a look at some North Florida entertainment. We'll do it kind of briefly today. Still some shows coming up. You got uh, Freebird ATL coming to Jacksonville in just a few days now at Underbellies on June 17th of 2023. Freebird ATL is basically a, you know, they're they're basically a Leonard Skinner tribute band is what they are. And uh, Freebird ATL told Big J Report that Underbellies, which is located here in Jacksonville at 113 East Bay Street. I've never been there, but I've heard of it. I think I've passed by it on an occasion. Uh, this will be the first time that Freebird ATL will be there at Underbelly's. First time they've ever been there, according to Freebird ATL. Freebird ATL will be touring, you know, many cities in the South and throughout the nation. And Freebird ATL will be at uh, Underbelly's. Let's see. That's going to be June 17th. That's coming up in just a few days from now, June 17th of 2023 at Underbellies at 113 East Bay Street in downtown Jacksonville. Uh, also, another very good one, Peter Frampton, on Wednesday night, June the 28th of 2023 at 7.30 p.m. at the St. Augustine, Florida Amphitheater. We've talked about that on many of the preceding Teal Shirt Report podcast, you know, here, you know, in the last couple of weeks. 
as well. We appreciate you tuning in. This has been episode show number 44. We talked about Trayvon Walker wearing number 44. Miles Jack used to wear number 44. Uh, one of my favorite number 44s has to be, I think Leroy Kelly wore number 44 with the uh, Cleveland Browns. Leroy Kelly. I remember him very, very good running back. He, You know, he was not not the player Jim Brown was, obviously. Jim Brown recently passed away, but he did wear number 44. And uh, he was a very, very good running back. I remember him when I was a really young kid, probably five, six, seven years old. Uh, I remember a lot of the the old guys. And uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, well, I better not. Well, he does wear number 44. That's true. Um. The history of number 44. When did Leroy Kelly wear number 44? Okay. Leroy Kelly, number 44. The history of the Cleveland Browns jersey, uh, number 44. He wore it from his rookie season until 1973. Kelly had helped the Browns win their last championship back in 1964. He went on to lead the Browns to three more championship games in 1965, 1968, and 1969. And that's about right. I would have been about five, six years old back back around then. Leroy Kelly wore number 44. Um, Jim Brown, as you know, recently passed away. And Jim Brown played for the Browns. Um very good football player. You know, when we talked about Jim Brown in our Facebook group, I think everybody agreed he's either the best running back of all time or he is at least, he is at least in the, uh, he is at least in the top five. I think most everybody would agree. Um, I didn't get a chance to really watch Jim Brown play, but I've seen all the films. Uh, I believe Jim Brown wore 32, if I'm not mistaken, wore number 32. The guys I'm talking about today are Miles Jack. Um, Miles Jack, Trayvon Walker wearing number 44, and Leroy Kelly with the Browns, who actually became a very good running back in the NFL kind of after Jim Brown retired or just stopped playing football because he, he really could have played more, but Jim decided, kind of stepped away, kind of, kind of very reminiscent to what uh, Barry Sanders did a number of years uh, later, and certainly a few years ago. So we gave you the uh, brief concerts. We're going to be updating the concert calendar at bigjreport.com as well in the Neighbors 2 section, but we gave you a couple of concerts. We do on this podcast, we try to tell you how it is. We try to make sense of it all, and you can check out all of our previous podcasts this has been episode show number 44. Special thanks to our producers, Alex Nunnery, our executive producer, JC, our, you know, the guy that really helps us as a contributor and supporter, John Gaylor. Thank you guys for being there. I enjoyed taking a look at the top 10 on the front of the Lindy's magazine. And now I'm going to go inside the book and see what they're saying. I did notice, you know, our predictions in episode show number 43 had Missouri in last place in the East with a three and nine overall record. I quickly went through the Lindy's and I think they've got 
Missouri at sixth, where I had them at seventh. I think they did a flip-flop with Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt could win more games in Missouri and finish at least in sixth and maybe battle Kentucky trying to get up to fifth place. That's a look at the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, this has been episode show number 44 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to our, our sponsors, all of our sponsors, Saucerility and Capital, LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good, Mad Max in the Mad Max mix, .weebly.com, your internet radio Wednesday night musical quest show, the Mad Max mix, .weebly.com. Check out the final XFL standings and reports on the season that was just concluded where the Arlington Renegades won the XFL title. Go to XFL today. Net. And for trips that he's putting together, D.D. McDermott, contact D.D. McDermott with Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment. Uh, we gave you D.D.'s phone number a little bit earlier right here during the podcast. His phone number is also available on our website at BigJReport.com. The best way to listen to our podcast, even though we're on the majority of all the platforms out there, go to BigJReport.com, BigJReport.com. And scroll our homepage and you'll find the Teal Shirt Report podcast. This has been episode show number 44. Again, our show has been eloquently produced by Alex Nunry, our executive producer, JC. John Gaylor, thank you for everything. Thank you for being a supporter. And again, to all of our sponsors, man, we couldn't do it without you. Saucerility and Capital, LakeUfallahits.com. Great internet radio, a legitimate sponsor of the show as is Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment and D.D. McDermott. Special thanks to Mad Max, Mad Max Mix, dot, dot Weebly.com. The Mad Max Mix heard every Wednesday night on Internet Radio. The Mad Max Mix Wednesday night Internet Radio Music Request Show. Within the show, Max will give you his phone number where you can text him or call him. You can text him or call him in a, you can call in a request by texting him or calling him. Mad Max will give you uh, his phone number as well. And we want to thank XFLToday.net. All of our sponsors of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, this has been episode show number 44 of season number four, a lot of fours. Episode show number 44 of season number four of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I'm your host, Scott. And I'm out. Talk to you again real soon with another podcast of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And again, thank you for listening.